good morning. I'm not actually short. It's just that everybody else who gets into this pulpit is tall. I'm so glad you're here to hear the pieces of music we're going to do this morning. The, both of these pieces are set to poems that are actually quite famous in their own right. The first one is William Blake's uh, The Tiger, uh, which starts with the famous line, Tiger, Tiger, Burning Bright. The words are there in your, in your program. And the second text is by St. John of the Cross, 200 years earlier, uh, from which called the Dark Night of the Soul, from which we get actually the expression even in English, the Dark Night of the Soul. Um, a lot of people may know those poems, but you may not know the context behind them, and the context helps yield a lot of information about what Blake and St. John of the Cross before him were trying to do. So with both of these poems, there are essentially two topics being explored, and I think you'll hear that in the music. The first topic is darkness. So in the case of Blake and the tiger, what Blake gives us in that poem is, is a kind of ecstatic meditation on the beauty and the awesome terror of the animal, the tiger. And he's essentially asking a theological question, which is not a new question, which is how can a loving God, a God who creates beauty and the gentleness of animals like lambs, also create tigers who are sort of uh, savage and terrifying and yet wildly beautiful in their own way. The darkness that Blake is contemplating there isn't so much the darkness of a tiger, it's a darkness that the English imagination was beginning to confront as colonialism was taking root in English politics. So as India was beginning to be a, a sort of source of imaginative imagery uh, in the English mind, uh, Blake, like a lot of writers of his time, is confronting animals and ideas and thoughts and even a whole subcontinent that nobody really knew much about and nobody had ever really contemplated. Uh, tigers were new to the English. Lions they knew. Lions, of course, are also European as well. Not so much tigers. And so the tiger in that case doesn't just represent the awesomeness of, of this large uh, predator, but also a darker, larger sort of question that's being raised by this beautiful machine. Blake is always about reconciling opposites. And so for him, the idea is to say that somehow whatever we have here in this awesome figure of the tiger must be squarable with the rest of the beauty of the creation we know. And that if you just stop at one part of God's creation, but you can't comprehend the other, then you haven't got the full gist of it. In the case of St. John of the Cross, who of course is 200 years earlier, the darkness that he's confronting there in his poem is the darkness of daily life and its inability to yield anything truly satisfying. So what St. John of the Cross is saying is in the middle of your daily life, if you feel savagely ripped out of your own bed at night to go wildly off searching at the margins for this living presence that's somewhere else, then this would be part of the path forward. And the path includes moments of terror, moments of, of desert dryness in the soul. The context that St. John of the Cross is working with is uh, he was writing at a time when the Spanish crown and the church were beginning to have serious questions about, is this the direction that Christianity would go in? And he was in prison 
for his beliefs as well. He wrote this somewhere during the latter part of his life, and although it's very dark, it has moments of staggering beauty as well. These two texts couldn't seem to be more different. And yet, in the same, at the same time, I think they ask an important question, which is that at the margins of everyday life, at the edges of the life that you experience, that I experience, is there something beyond there that may be calling you in a sort of wild, terrifying way, somewhere out of your comfort zone, somewhere beyond what you know to be true? And in fact, they're both asking, could it not be in some way even more authentic than the daily life we experience? And that somehow, at those wild and sometimes terrifying margins, the living God waits for you. That's essentially what the two texts are saying. But they don't just say it, they ask it. They ask it as a question. So it's up to you to decide whether the answer is satisfying. The first one is set by me, and the second one is set by a modern uh, Norwegian composer, Ole Jelo. And I hope you enjoy both. Thank you for coming.